Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics and 300 level. Roger Weiss is here and Dick Gallagher as we, this is week two of the season preview. Last year we discussed Monsignor Martin. Uh, last class, week, not last, last year. Uh, did I say last year? I meant last week. We discussed, we also did last year, by the way, so I'm not entirely off. Good point, good point. And the year before that and the year before that. Uh, so last week we uh, covered Monsignor Martin, Class D and Class C. Today we're going to get into the uh, B's, A's, and double A's, but we will also have uh, one change from last week, Randolph merging with Frewsburg. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, y'all. How's everybody this morning? Bright-eyed, perky, ready to go? Let's not go that far. Scrimmage weekend. Too early in the morning for me to be bright-eyed. It really is too early in the morning to be (laughs) bright-eyed. Frank, you're always bushy-tailed, though, right? (laughs) Uh-huh. uh-huh. All right, news and notes, pal. What do we got? I'm not I'm going to not going to do a lot. I'm going to put everything on the Facebook page cuz we have so much football to cover today. So, but I did want to mention uh speaking to Tim Slade, uh call for officials. Please visit the Section 6 website and if you're available, they're looking for you. It's a great way to get involved and uh make a little side money while you're at it. Uh last week, Dick, we met, you know, went through all the the, the smaller classes and then we uh get word uh, through the week that Randolph has merged with Frewsburg. They call it an emergency merger. What happened? Right, and Frewsburg only had 18 players. The athletic director, who happens to be the head football coach and, and actually the father of, of Trent Gray, who's a senior and not see any quarterback for Frewsburg, they just decided that they needed to merge someone. Randolph agreed to it. And uh, their team now will have a, a lot more depth than that they had. And uh, it's just another team, I think there's 16 now, that have merged in uh, Section 6. And we have, uh, by far, in comparison to the state, Section 6 and Section 5 had the most merged programs. You know, we continue to see numbers go down, you know, and whether it's population loss or whether it's just uh, – Kids electing to play other sports or what what have you, so we're, this is like the trend, and this is the way it's going to go, and this is something we have to get used to. Well, particularly when you have you know a small enrollment like the Class D schools have, but you have, uh, I think, so many kids that right now are playing other sports, and I really think that when you look at the stats, and for example, I looked at the first twelve rosters that came across. For this year and comparing to last year, there was no loss. Of the 12 teams combined, there was no loss. 
In fact, there were some gains. So it's, it is what it is. It's like football is a sport that dominates America, dominates the NFL, et cetera. And uh, as long as the game is played and as long as they are enhancing it through safety techniques, et cetera, as far as tackling, et cetera, you're going to have the players. I'm just wondering, uh, uh, I won't mention the name, but uh, one of my sources told me a while back when we discussed it, uh, they thought that, you know, as far as a couple months ago when Frewsburg might not have enough, they thought that if there was a merger, it would be with Jamestown only, number one, because of close proximity, and number two, it wouldn't affect bed numbers, you know, anywhere. Yeah, because Jamestown's already a double A. It's already a double A and all that. So uh, the only thing I'm wondering, if whatever changed that, unless Jamestown nixed it, I have no idea why, but... uh, I feel sorry for, uh, well, week one, Cattaraugus Little Valley. Now they got to, unless they can come up with an opponent, they're going to open up with a bye week. Go through the whole thing, preparation and all that, and then you got that setback. Uh, uh, Ellicottville, Franklinville in week two. A non-leaguer Frewsburg had with uh, Falconer. Uh, uh, oh, Casadega Valley. Valley, thank you. Uh Week three, uh, Climber, Sherman, Panama, week four, Salamanca, week five, Portville, week six, Chautauqua Lake, week seven. They're all going to be looking to fill in a what will now turn out to be a bye week if they can't schedule a late scheduled game. I hate bye weeks at any level. I really do. But anyway. Well, we're down to seven games, and now these schools only can play six. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. Hopefully they're able to get a game. Uh, last week we talked about the Monsignor Martin. Yep. And what transpired that, that I found out this week is that in week three, St. Joe's is playing Aquinas at New Era Field at 7 o'clock on a Friday. Week four, Canisius and St. Joe's are playing at New Era Field at 7 o'clock on a Friday. And if you have the games at St. Joe's or Canisius, parking is brutal, It's the attendance is wonderful, so uh, you're going to get a lot, some, a lot of kids that are going to have that experience of being able to play at New Era Field. Outstanding. They that's, usually that's do, tough. though. I mean, there's a, Canisius and St. Joe's are always there. One of the two seem to always be there. The Nerf. The, the nerf. nerf. All right. Let's uh, take a look at Class B where we have three divisions still. Uh, this is the, what, the biggest of all the classes, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Eight, Eighteen teams, six in each league. And as far as Class B1, to me, that's the toughest league. It's the most enrollment. And Chitawaga has just dominated recently. And Mike Fada, the head coach, has a record of 43-8 and eight in his five years as head coach. So Not too shabby. It's not too shabby. And their key players for the Warriors, Keyshawn Beal, who's an outstanding athlete. Junior, he's only a junior. He'll mm-hmm. be quarterback. Keyshawn Anthony, John Sweat, and Michael Gray are other key players. And they'll probably run the ball a lot more than pass the ball, given the graduation of uh, <clears throat> Martinek. But uh, Burgard, the tremendous athleticism, they'd return a lot of kids. And Tony Maple, me, uh, quarterback. Right, Tony Maple, and then Giovanni Fagans, Angel Carson, Jeremiah Moss, who's an outstanding lineman. And in Maryvale, they have a young team, but Connor Desiderio. He's only a sophomore. He started as a freshman. He's an outstanding player. Rashad Law is an outstanding defensive back, only a junior. Other key players, Nick Constanzo, 
and Dylan Casey. They play Chictawaga in week seven, which will have major implications as far as the seedings. And Pioneer could be a sleeper team. They have Mike Riegerman, who had double-digit tackles last year. Other key players, Wake Kless, Caleb Reardon, who's a good running back, Darius Piscaro. And Esau Holland has a new head coach in John Swinich, and I think he was a head coach at Seneca years ago. I might be wrong, but uh, other key players for uh, the Blue Devils, Hunter Zorro and John Ensett, and Luport has a new head coach in Matt Bradshaw, Bradshaw, who also coaches basketball, and Joe Powers and Michael Allender is the key players for the uh, Lancers. Well, the Lancers had uh, a few graduates to replace, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they, they, they throughout the league, there was a lot of teams that graduated a lot of seniors last year. I was going to say it was a senior-laden, uh, uh, you know, heavy. Uh, right, and particularly with the Double uh, A. Quick question, Dick: uh, the realignment. You know, uh, previous years they went geographically when lining up. You know, you had B South, B East, and B West, or B South, B North, and B Central, whatever. Now this year they're going. Similar to the way the basketball teams do it, you know, have you have a A one and an A two, the top half of the schools bed number wise were A one, bottom half A two. Well, now they're doing B one, the top third, B two, the middle third, and B three. Did you have any chance to overlook that and see how the geographic versus that would play out? Maybe some team that might not have made it under the old system that has a better chance under the new system? Well, if you go by the playoffs and you have the first and second teams in the three leagues and then you're adding the the best two uh, teams that finish third, you're probably going to have someone in B1 a team not make it because their record is not going to be as good. Because they're having a tougher schedule the, to play against. Tougher schedule is one of the weaker teams. So be interested to see how it plays out. That's what I don't like, Anthony, about the three system uh, or the three league system. You actually have a scenario where a fourth team in one uh, division could be three and two, and be on the outside looking in by tiebreakers, and uh, a two and three team in one of the other divisions go in because of that scenario. So you're going to have a poorer record. That's why I don't like the three league setup. I'd rather they go nine personally nine and nine and then just do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, good points there. Okay, let's continue, Dick, with the Bs. Uh, class 2, this this league mm. is a toss-up. Any one of the teams can take it. Olean had dominated last year. They're 8-1, and one, and uh, they get to keep players. Keep Dylan Vincent, Alec Bentuzzo, and Zach Parr. Dunkirk lost a lot to graduation, and they made it to the state semifinals last year. The key player is Isaiah Velez. Josiah Rivera and Peyton Marlin. I think they also lost a couple of kids that were designated as underclassmen last year, but they aged out, so they weren't weren't eligible this year. Depew, they have an outstanding athlete in Chad Beersbach, who's an excellent uh, athlete as well as a bas- basketball player. They only had two wins, which was their worst uh, year for in several years. And they also lost four of their top players to. Uh... The three, uh, you know, beers. The older beers back. Uh, uh, I can't think of the other two off the top of my head that oh, played John in the Wolf. Lions game. Yeah, Wolf, and uh, then plus Austin Pilly, who didn't even qualify for the uh, the uh, Ken Lions game because you could only have three from one school. Right. So the Pew is on 
to me on a rebuilding. And uh, Carter Post and Zach Dwyer are, are also key players for the Wildcats in Springville. Uh, Rob Villani returns as head coach, and Eric Jancy went into retirement <laughs> at least for a couple of years. And uh, Mike Hannon, Jr., Josh Steff, Andrew Lazarus are all key players. And Albion could be a surprise. They returned six on offense, seven on defense. And they have a new coach in Adam Cressing, and they, <clears throat> Meech Gardner and Ben Restivo. And Fredonia Westfield and Brockton, I'm um, not sure what, how they're going to do this year, but they have a couple of studs, Nico. Well, the Badgers, right? Pardon? The Badgers. Yeah. I believe that's their new nickname. John Hoare, and uh, we'll see how they play. But uh, B2, to me, is anyone can take it. Well, you look at it now, okay, you've got a merger like that with Fredonia, and you don't know what you have as a coach, you know, until you get the, get the equipment on and and uh, start practicing. And I guess it's kind of fun when you sit you sit there and, and it's okay, yeah, i got a bigger, uh, uh, you know, Toy chest here to play with and see what you you know mix mix and match. And Question on these mergers: Do these schools that merge do their JVs also merge or are their JVs separate or is it either or? I would imagine they all merge. They they all merge if they have the de- the depth. There's some of the schools that don't have JV programs now. It's you know the only reason I bring it up. It seems to me a year ago or no maybe two years ago when Eden had a double up with uh, was it Fredonia. Maybe a year ago or two, not last year, a year before, that their JV played a independent schedule because they had plenty of bodies for JV, but not enough for varsity. And I was just curious: yeah, is there recall. any protocol on that, if at all? But the other key is when when you you have three teams: Westfield, Brockton, and Fredonia. They play each one of those schools have home games, so you might have Fredonia as far as being the lead. You might only be playing two home games. Yeah, opening night might be senior night because it's your only home game. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Plus, the other thing is you got to figure out the transportation, the, the, the practice schedule, and it's not those mergers are not easy. No. Fortunately, it seemed like for, a really big headache, to tell you the truth. For Westfield, Brockton, Fredonia, it's not that far. That's not like some of these uh, mergers. Same with... Uh, Cass Valley and Falcon are there just a hop, skip, and a jump from each other. I'm just glad that they're able to have programs and the kids have somewhere to play yep. as opposed to sitting at home and not playing. All right, let's continue, Dick. In Class B, um, it's some really good teams in Class B. Lackawanna is, uh, to me, really going to be a force this year. They have the Twins, London, and Noble Smith, and I – Watch them play, and they're 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 good. They're outstanding. And Khalil Horton has been a three-year starter, and Jaquan Ingram is an outstanding two-way player. They they have will have games at Lackawanna this year. They will not be playing at the stadium, and so it'll be interesting to see what condition that field is in with those games. I don't know if it's their entire home schedule, Dick. I thought it was just the first two games. I thought the because of a conflict, I was under the impression late in the year they will still be playing at veterans. They got the first two there, so with right. Eden, I forget the the excuse me, Eden North Collins, Medina. They have the one of the best players not only locally but in the state, Jalen Cooper. He's had eleven scholarship offers. He's selected uh, and committed to Toledo, and uh, for Toledo to be get get a talent like Jalen. In 
you being, you know, sitting where it's at, hmm. it doesn't make any sense. But uh, he, he's just an outstanding athlete, three sports star, track. He ran in the state championship. He was fourth in the 200. I think he was third in the 100. Wow. He's got speed to burn. He's a tremendous basketball player. His vertical is off the chart. And uh, other key players, Mason Lewis, Isaiah Rim, and William Orswell. I'm sorry, William Braswell, who was a JV star last year, who accounted for 75% of the yardage for the JVs last year. So that will be <laughs> wow. good. Alden has returned seven on offense, only one or two on defense. And Christian Snell, Brian Slavowski, and Ryan Pastozinski are, are key players, and they lost uh, Tommy Bednarski, who transferred from Alden to Lancaster, and he's not only adding to the football program and the skill kids at Lancaster, he's adding a tremendous amount for the baseball since he was all Western New York first team pitcher. Wow! So, all, all, you know, Rob Kern does a good job, and he's a good guy. He's good and. And they play Lackawanna and Cheektowaga in week three and four, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. I think they have a, a mattress sale going on today, if I'm not mistaken. I couldn't get onto Facebook on the computer where I had the information. If you go to Inside High School Sports Facebook page, uh, you'll see that I uh, posted Rob's uh, you know thing for the uh, mattress sale. So if you want to check it out. Hopefully they'll be successful. 50% off, by the way. Bearing in mind, excuse me, bearing in mind that week four game against Chickawaga will be construed as a non-league game because it's a B1 versus right. a B3 team. And um, the last three teams, Tonawanda, they only had two wins last year. Joe Kelly's in the second year. Henry Palermo, Noah Ray, and Chris Hart will be key players for the Warriors. And Newfane returned 10 on offense, 9 on defense, which Whoa. is totally rare. They only had two wins last year. They've had, uh, you know, struggled in recent years. The experience has got to help But them. the experience has got to help. And Connor Hill, Brandon Gross, Chad Dunbar should make them competitive. And then Roy Hart, Baker, Barker. They they went for years, Barker, Roy Hart. They changed coaches, so Bronin is out. Don Baker's the new coach. Now they go by Roy Hart. They did go by Barker, Roy Hart, Roy Hart. But, <laughs> It's easy for but you they to have say. the biggest kid in that league, one of the biggest in Western New York. In the house, Salvatore Gioeli, 6'6", 300 pounds, as well as Jacob Bruni, our key players. But for the Bs, they'll be very competitive, but you're going to see in B1, I think that it's going to be extremely difficult with those teams that, uh, to me, are the, even though they're the top enrollment, they are also got some of the best players. Now, hang on one one second, because I want to get back to this. The fundraiser is actually Sunday, uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m., uh, Alden Central School District, 13190 Park Street in Alden, mattress fundraiser, 50% off. Thank you, Frank. No problem. Uh, Dick, so in Class B, the way the playoffs work, to my understanding, the top two, team, the top two teams in each division, and then the top— in Class D? I'm sorry, Class B for playoffs. Is it the, yeah, top, the, top, the top two, two teams? one and two. Yep. And then, so and then the six. And then the other two are determined by the record. The best, number, best third top place eight. record. Yeah, top eight teams. So it's the top two teams. 
the top two third place teams there you go. become the seventh for. and eighth seed. Okay. Each one of the division winners are automatically either one, two, or three seed. There's no way one of the division winners can drop down to a four seed. There, those three schools and the best of the second place teams will get a home game in week eight for the quarterfinals. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we have A's and double A's to look at. Keep it locked here on WGR Sports Radio 550 for more Inside High School Sports. We're back one la- one, la- one one more segment. <laughs> I'm in a hurry because I'm going to Sunset Bay after after this. Well, first I'm going to Aunt Millie's and then Sunset Bay, but I'm I'm on vacation after this, so I'm, you I'm on kinda, vacation all week. Yes, yeah, a lot to do, a uh, lot to do. Busy week, you know. I have the kids, and uh, then school starts, so we kind of cram a lot into this last week. No football this weekend. Yeah, we do. We play tomorrow at Luport, one o'clock. Luport High School against Luport. So you got to come back go all the way to Luport and then go all the way back out to the lake. No, no, I'm not staying over at the lake. We're just we're just oh, going that's for, for the day. Okay. Yeah, we're just going I for the day. You. Then get home. Nick needs his rest and get ready for tomorrow. Uh, there's uh, several scrimmages going on today before we get uh, going on A, and I know at Jamestown they're hosting uh, the Fredonia Crew, uh, Hamburg, and East Aurora, I believe. Uh, St. Joe's is hosting one with, what, Kemmer West? Kemmer East and Tonawanda at Sparky Adams. All High Stadium, at, that's at 9 o'clock. At nine, these are 9 o'clock starts. At All High Stadium you have Alden, Burgard, Cleve Hill, McKinley. Cheek is hosting Cuba Rushford, Eden Portville, West Seneca East. Uh, down in Dunkirk, they have Casadega Valley Falconer, Chautauqua Lake, Climber, Sherman, Panama, Dunkirk, Silver Creek, and Forestville. Uh, and Max Letterer Field at Emmett Belknap Middle School in Lockport. You have Grand Island, Lockport, Niagara Wheatfield, St. Francis, Sweet Home, and Will East. That's going to be interesting. St. Francis, Sweet Home on the same field. I think Whoa. I may have to swing over there after this. I just show. realized that. Yeah. What time is that? Is that at ten o'clock? Underway start? right now. Nine o'clock. That was yeah, starting. Most of the ones are at either nine or ten. Yeah. Eleven o'clock, a very interesting one. At the Stransky complex in West Seneca. Canisius High School is hosting Will South, South Park, and Hutch Tech. There are some heavyweights at that one. Absolutely. Um, Here's Clarence and Lancaster, Star Point, West Seneca West at 10 o'clock. Where would you rather be? Look at that. And then for you people up north at Roy Hart, or is it Rohart now? Not Roy Hart. <laughs> uh, they are hosting what appears to be an all-northern, uh, well, it's Orleans and uh, Niagara County. they got Newfane, Wilson, Medina uh, joining the Rohart. That makes Parker. sense. You guys are killing me with that one. All right, let's get into talking A's here, uh, Dick. A North is going to be very competitive, and Star Point has dominated in the last couple of years. Varsity 17-3, and JV 13-1-2. They returned 14 starters from last year's team, and it was junior quarterback Aaron Chase. Anthony Robinson is, to me, a Conley Cup uh, contender. And Mike Parisi is an outstanding lineman. 
North Tonawanda has a new head coach, at least on an interim basis this year, Dan Troy. Hank uh, Fumarelli was in an automobile accident and for health reasons could not be able to help lead the uh, Jacks this year. They have, outs- they have the best line, I think, as far as height and weight. Jordan Holmes, 6'5", 250, and then other key players, Trevor Bleakney, Sean Ferry, Rhett Stauffer, who was, uh, will be starting the quarterback. Williamsville South, Craig Krasinski is in his 23rd year, and they have John, I'm sorry, Dan Thomir, 6'5", 250. Jam- Jamel Jones, who's outstanding on both sides of the ball. Josh Foster, who started last year for the Billies at quarterback, and Cody Sanford. Their new complex will be dedicated in week three, and I've seen it, and it's outstanding. Sweet Home is going to rebound after a two-win season the last two years. A key addition of uh, Dylan McDuffie. That that is huge. And then Rich Lowe, who was with the Sweet Home program for 15 years, is now the head coach. They have some key players in Tom Rivera and Maurice Robinson, who was a stud for the JVs last year. And Not also excuse Joe me, Tarillo. Dick. Kenmore West is uh, moving down from Double A. John Haynes is in the second year. Andrew Fron Fron is the will be the quarterback. Eric Rainey, Jane and Haley will will be some key players. In Grand Island, Dean Santurio has been coaching for 17 years. Mm-hmm. He needs four for four wins for 100 and key players for the Vikings: Zane Johnson, Cam Sionko. Frank DePamo, Williamsville East with Mike Tarillo in his first year as head coach, has some outstanding players in Kevin Steele, Joe Shiflett, Dan Wagner, and their complex will be dedicated in their first game there will be in week four. Ken Maurice has really struggled the last few years. How are their numbers? Their their numbers are a lot better now Good. than they were a couple of years ago. But uh, they're dedicating their field on Friday, September 1st, Sparky Adams Field was longtime head coach for Ken Maurice. What a class act that gentleman is. And uh, key players for, excuse me, Ken Maurice, Owen Nadrowski, and Michael Henderson. And uh, Frank is very familiar with those teams, and I just think that this will be a competitive league. I wanted to point out you were talking about Sweet Home uh, between uh, Heaven McDuffie also. The Class A teams, each uh, division, North and South, have eight teams. So you have seven opponents, and you only have six league games. So what might be critical is to which team does not play, you have to get uh, play against. And Sweet Home, in addition to what we just said, their team that they do not have to play this year is Star Point. So that could be key. Huge break. A very huge break. And uh, Will South, the team, uh, they don't play uh, – is uh, North Tonawanda. So you could have some of the halves not having to play each other and the have-nots having to play all the halves and all that. So that's something that's going to come into sure. play uh, by the week six. And in uh, Class A South, this will be a competitive league. South Park, 18-4 and four the last two years, including the state title. And this they get the big guy back. Timmy, Timmy uh, Delaney's 10th year. Jeremiah Sanders came back from Timon. And he is a Trent Trophy 
not only candidate, but I think going into favorite this year, you know, the favorite. It's six, his trophy to lose. Six three, three hundred. His technique's <sighs> outstanding. Another key players for uh, the Sparks: Devontae Fountain, outstanding uh, defensive back; Latrell London, Clarence Thomas, and McKinley. The bounce back last year under first year coach Brian Hillary. They were six and three, and they opened with Orchard Park. And uh, the Quakers better be ready for that game because they've got some talent. Kayer Fields could lead the area in rushing this year. Miles Haynes is a tackling machine. Taylon Holloman, a very athletic quarterback. And with Seneca West, Mike Pestola, Christmas came early for yeah, Dad. Uh, the Indians, being able to get Matt Myers, who's going to be the favorite for the uh, Conley Cup, and Justin Johnson, both transferred from uh, – Diamond, and that combination is probably one of the top passing combinations, not only in Western New York, but in the state. Another key player is Vinny Draper, Josh Wilson, and they returned seven on offense, eight in defense, and they play McKinley in week two when they played South Park in week four. But if you look at wow. the past experience in the last few years, I think McKinley and South Park are at least going to be two of the teams that are in the playoffs. That's going to be an exciting schedule right yeah. there. In West Seneca East, they, Jim, Marinaro's, Jim Marinaro's sons, uh, the twins, Jacob and Jared Marinaro, will uh, lead the, the Trojans. Sean Dolak uh, from the famous Dolak family mm-hmm. with the uh, Indians, and Andrew Bullis will also be key players. Amherst has struggled the last couple of years. Last year, they had a decent team. They lost few games just by a few points, and they open with Weston South Park. So whoever scheduled that, the Tigers have to go against Weston. Someone's got to beef against Sammers, don't they? It's like uh, pick your poison. And uh, the key players, Charles Kilgold, J.K. Womack, who's next to quarterback, Sean Barefield, Hamburg, Jeff Tripp was in his first year last year. They returned four in offense, three in defense. Their key players, Hunter Barnes, Brett Hall, the quarterback, and Jason Shuttleworth, Iroquois, Rob Pitsanka will be in his first year. He's, he's the new head coach. They have an excellent linebacker duo in Spencer Schlostetka and Parker Valvo, and they they open with West Seneca East, and they return just two in offense, and uh, they could struggle. Lakeshore has struggled the last few years. They have nine freshmen on their team last year. They'll be young. Anthony Maschio and Jake Maschio should be key players. But going into the, the season, I think the city team, South Park and McKinley, definitely should will be in the playoffs. All right, let's jump up to double A. Let's check out Scoot the big boys. Real quick, Tony. Did you catch what he said about uh, yes. Delaney? Ken Pope has been out 10 years? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, let's get into the double A's. Compared to us, he's a young pup. In Lancaster, (laughs) they won the title in 2016. If they get back-to-back, it'll be the first time they've ever accomplished that with Eric Rupp last year being 10-1. and They returned five in offense, seven on defense. Their skilled players are the best in that division. I mentioned the transfer of Tom Bagnarski. The key players, Ryan Manziel, Mark Giordano, Andrew Hersey, Ben Damiani, and Joe Andreessen. And they open against Bennett, so it'll be interesting to see how Bennett goes against Lancaster. And then they also host Oakshire Park in week three. I think it's kind of big for them to be able to host that game as opposed to going to OP. Yeah. In Oakshire Park, they had four losses last year, which was 
rare in the last two decades. They only return one offense and four defense, but OP's got 50 players, and they'll be very competitive. The key players, Nick Bryce, Dylan Beeler. Noah Beeler is, is a stud running back, but he had an ACL, and it might be that he might miss a few games in September before he can be able to play. Brian Schreibel, who's one of the best kickers in the area, and Ethan Falzon. They open with McKinley, as I mentioned, and that's going to be an excellent smash-mouth football game. Clarence, outstanding last year, 6-3. Paul Bergio takes over from Mark Lair. He, he was assistant coach for several years. And they have an outstanding athlete and junior quarterback, Jack Putney. Another key player is John Stevens, Jacob Rieger, Jack Shaver, Brendan Zimmerman. And they don't play Lancaster or Orchard Park, so they should be in the playoffs. Jamestown only had one win last year. It had to be the worst record ever in the history of Jamestown football, which is, I think, approaching 100 years or exceeds 100 years. They've got five in offense and five in defense. Francisco Rodriguez, Noah Terzillo, Andrew Pumford will be outstanding players. Doesn't Jamestown have a new field this year? Jamestown? Yeah. They might have re- redid the field. Redid it. That's but it's what I mean. still the Strider's Strider, Strider Field, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they re- uh, replaced the old. They had the, what do you call it, the, like the uh, original. Uh, AstroTurf. Uh, AstroTurf, like Astrodome. It was, you're playing on concrete with a right. green carpet. Yeah. But uh, the other key for Jamestown is last year, the JV team was 0-3. They inserted Drew Boggs, who then turned everything around for the Jamestown JV they were 5-0. and oh. The kid's a quarterback, only a junior, 6'3", 210 pounds. Good size. He can be the difference, good size. So they'll be back in the, in the winning uh, circle. Niagara Falls has a lot of athleticism. They don't play J- Jamestown or Orchard Park. And they have, I don't know whether it's, there's twins or the brothers. How, let me ask you this, Dick. How is it that, and this question comes up a lot, especially in, uh, in my area where I'm coaching, the largest school in Western New York, and they can't get to the stadium ever. What is going on there? Why can't why can't they make the leap to uh, to the next level? That's a it's a good question, and they have tremendous athleticism, tremendous talent, and they just can't get over the hump as far as getting there. But uh, and they lost Dodge Tech last year in the playoffs. They looked very sloppy in that game. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's it's a mystery. You look at the feeder programs, I, I see the talent coming out of our program, and I know they have a lot of talent at Cataract. Why, isn't, why doesn't that translate into wins? Well, That's the, one, the question. The, the, the one big thing is, is Niagara Falls has been known as a basketball school, and those kids are getting to go to major colleges, et cetera, and getting all that recognition and publicity, and that really overwhelmed any other athletics? In, yeah, but they do ball. well in baseball, softball, bowling, wrestling. It's easy for these basketball players, Anthony, to blow off a practice to pick, uh, go to a pickup basketball game. I would, I can't. You don't say. have any players skipping practice with Sal Constantine. That doesn't no, no, happen. No, no, he's basketball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't have basketball players skipping practices. That's what I'm. My point. But my point. If is you want to play on the, in the game, you're not skipping practice. Yes, but it don't work that way for football. No, it doesn't. And uh, like I say, these guys will you know play basketball Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then show up Friday night for the football game, having not put the practice in. And if the coach doesn't discipline them for doing that, that's just going to keep happening and happening. 
And, I, and one of the issues is, Roger hit the word, is, is there discipline? That's the question. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with double A's and uh, football talk in general. Sports Talk Saturday coming up after the program. Lots to talk about with the Bills and also the big fight tonight, McGregor Mayweather. So we have all that and more right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Talking with Dick Gallagher. We're previewing the double A's, and we left off with Niagara Falls, Dick. Right, and a few key players, Sivion Rollins and Sequan Rollins. Rodney Barnes is uh, lightning with his athleticism and speed. And and, uh, Williamsville North disappointed last year. They were four and five. A lot of the kids that thought were going to be really – Studs now Western New York candidates didn't pan out for injuries, whatever. But they've got some good players and Scott Beck and Brett Eisler, Mark Quell Wells, who lit it up for JVs and Scott Hopkins. And in Lockport, they were 1-8 and eight last year. They, they should rebound. Javon Ford was the quarterback last year that was going to be the quarterback as a junior. He got an ACL in practice or whatever before the season. And as a result, the program didn't wasn't able to do anything. He is healthy, and I watched him play in a couple of scrimmages. He's healthy. He could carry a team, at least to make him uh, competitive. And Xavier Barber is an outstanding two-way player. Last year they had 37 points a game against them, and the defense needs to get better. Hutch Tech, 6-3 and three last year. Rodney Bailey and David Bradshaw are key players. They had a lot of speed last year. Are they going to continue? Yeah, Rodney Bailey, particularly coming off the defensive end. And Williamsville North and Jamestown do not play uh, Hutch Tech. And then you have Bennett with Brandon Barksdale and Aaron Thomas. They open with Lancaster. They're trying to get into their fourth consecutive sectional championship. They were in the B, C, A, and now they're in the double A. They have six schools that are attached to them. And so the opening game against Lancaster, I think, will speak volumes related to how many kids graduated, the fact that Lofton and McDuffie are no longer there. So we'll see how they do. In Niagara Wheatfield, Russ Nixon took over the team halfway through the season, and they were four, Chris, Chris, no, I'm sorry, get Russ Nixon, 4 0. And then Steve Luzinski and Johnny Parks are key players. Frontier has struggled the last couple of years. Varsity, they were 2-15. and 15. They have some decent players in Chris Smith, Dylan Knitch, and uh, they don't play Orchard Park. Or Lancaster. Or Lancaster. So whoever scheduled them, put them in the right fit because they have really struggled. For a school that has the enrollment that they have and in some cases the talent. Are kids just not coming out for football, or is it uh, just a, it's just one of those down cycles? I it's mean, everybody down, goes through them. Everyone goes down, down Except cycles. for Orchard Park. Williamsville South dominated in the 80s and early 90s, and then they had a six-year period where they won one game each in the six years. And it just goes in cycles. Lockport just lit it up in the 90s, and all of a sudden they have had down years. Sure. It goes in cycles, and... 
The only one, oh, no, I shouldn't say the only one because Orchard Park hasn't had a down cycle except for last year with the four losses. But when you look at the coaching staff at Orchard Park, that's a different coaching staff today than coached than who were coaches back when they won two state championships and they were in the championship game, I think, nine out of ten years. Right. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, you touched on this last week is the amount of turnovers at the uh, with the coaches, whether it's head coaches or assistant coaches. Yeah, and we, we mentioned as far as one of the major reasons is the parents and the parents' behavior. And if you're a coach and you are, have a responsibility as far as being a father and a husband and taking care of what needs to be done in, with your family and also your day job, and then you go to the practice and you're dealing with the, some kids who aren't accountable, parents who are off the chart, and then you're going home, it's not the best mood that you're in. And you look at it, you look in the mirror and say, this isn't worth it. Yeah, I don't need and this. And then all of a sudden they leave. Yeah. And they're leaving not just in football, all sports. And it all relates to that when I played in the 50s, we had a wonderful time. Parents weren't involved. And, in fact, in the Little League World Series this week, Texas law, or not Texas, yeah, Texas, California lost, I'm sorry. And the head, the head coach of California coached in college, won a national championship. And the reason why he went to college not and get out of high school was he just wanted to, to eliminate the equation of the, the parent. And that spoke, speaks volumes. He's had tremendous success everywhere. But because of the parent's behavior, he just said, I'm moving to college, and then he had tremendous success there. Wow. And, and that hurts the kids that are playing as well as those kids that could be playing. And you think about it, too, you know, it's, you mentioned kids unaccountable. Uh, well, if I don't go to the weight room, What's coach going to do? Bench me? Well, if all my t- teammates and, and my buddies don't go to the weight room, he's not going to bench all of us, so they don't go. You know, the commitment's not there anymore. The drive is not there. Um, I don't how know if it's just have, that they're busy with other things that they that they have going on in their lives. But how can you have commitment when people don't understand when you're younger and you're in youth sports? And years ago, you'd play one sport pretty much in Little League. And then all of a sudden now... Well, coach, I can I can make the games, but I can't make the practices because I'm playing lacrosse or I'm playing soccer or whatever it is. And it's like, are you kidding me? Well, the colleges want you. Know, you talk to any recruiter; they want athletes who play multiple sports. But is it like fill up your entire year's calendar with sports, or or do they just need to space it out? Or maybe instead of being on the travel and the house league, you just do one. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't know the answers. Every year, I'm not saying this. Every NFL draft, the majority of the players that are drafted in the NFL play two or three sports in high school. This year, 100 percent of the kids that were drafted played two or three sports in high school, and that's what they're looking for. All right, Mr. Gallagher. 
It is so awesome to have you in studio uh, this time of the year. I really enjoy it, and I'm sure I will be seeing you on the sidelines at every single game. As Roger says, you know they they found a way to split uh, Dick Gallagher into like 100 different people, and you cover all the games and uh, wealth of information and knowledge about the game. And uh, absolute joy to have you here. Well, th- thanks very much. But you, you see, Frank and Roger. Had a heck of a lot of games too. Yeah, they're they're, they're catching up to you now. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. Get out, catch some of the scrimmages next week. It's live, boys. It's live. We'll talk to you next week with more. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.